hard for me to know when you're, you're going to talk and when you're going to stop talking. So that's why I talk over you a lot. Because you'll do things like you'll say, don't talk over me because you've talked over me 10 times already. And then I think you're done. So I'll start talking and then you'll go, um, so then you are allowed to say something else. And so then, then you're just always accusing me of talking over you. But if you never stop talking, then I can't help it. Well, I think... First of all, you need to use your twin tuition, but also I think the problem is that you never stop talking, so you just don't even know. I'm just kidding. You know how we did an episode where we talked about street smarts? Mm -hmm. I think we should give other people advice for being street smart. Okay, we can do that. Because on my way here, I almost got killed like four times. By bikers and skateboarders? By by scooter, electric scooter people mostly. Uh. I also, I had a really interesting walk over here because I also learned while I was walking here that the older you get pregnant, the more likely you are to have twin girls. Really? I did not know that. I did not know that either, but I mean, I didn't fact check it, but it was a childhood expert that said it, so I'm just assuming that it's correct. Speaking of, maybe we should do our podcast about babies. (laughs) You say that every episode. People are going to stop listening to this. We haven't done it about babies yet. They're probably all dying for the baby episode, and it's just never happened. Okay, what do you want to talk about about babies? How cute they are, how much I love them, how much I need one, my advice for having a baby. Oh, your Um, advice for having a baby? Like raising a baby, oh. like when you have a baby, not how to have one. <laughs> I thought it was advice for childbirth. Well, I can give some advice for childbirth too. I could take some because I used to be really obsessed with all those ER medical shows and there was a episode where somebody, they were afraid of giving birth and then they never gave birth and then they had like this decades old stone baby in them. <gasps> oh my um, gosh. But ever since I watched that, for some reason, I've been been—I've had this irrational fear that I'm going to die during childbirth. But if they were in labor, how did they just avoid giving birth? I don't know. I think about this probably more than you would think. But <laughs> whenever the topic of labor comes up, I remember this episode and I just really can't figure out how they just kept the baby inside. That is so weird. Well, my first piece of advice would be that if you're pregnant, you should eventually get the baby out of you and not just hold it in for a decade. I think that's great advice. Mic drop, episode over. Oh, that's terrible. That freaks me out so much. Okay, now that you're freaked out by babies, can we move on? No, I still want one. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, we can move on. Everybody knows how much I love babies. But I just, it's even worse because this weekend we went home and we went to my cousin's baby shower and there were a lot of people with babies there and they were so adorable. And so then I was just staring at babies all day and I didn't get to hold any of them and I didn't get to take any of them home. So now my baby fever is just even worse. Oh my goodness. I know. Do you think you would like to have twins? Yes, I do because I think I would be good at taking care of twins because I am twins so I I know all the insider info but also no because I want to have more kids but I don't want to have a ton of kids so if I have two at once then that limits how many I can have in the future you know yeah because you want to always have babies but I would love to have twins 
when I was trail off. I'm sorry. But I would love to have twins. <laughs> That's better. Thanks. You're welcome. Aspen's getting mad at me because I trail off the end of my sentences. So I'm going to do the opposite of train off every time I talk on this show today. That's going to be worse. But I'm not really mad at her. I'm just helping her. Yeah. Because we don't fight anymore. No, just last night. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. We didn't. Oh, we did fight last night, but only for a few seconds, and that's because it was 1 o'clock in the morning and we were at the airport and couldn't get an Uber back to campus. People always criticize us for fighting, and I feel like sometimes when we fight, it's like old married couple bigger fighting, but sometimes when we fight, it's really intense fighting, and people always say that, I mean, not people, our parents will always be like, you are not five years old, that is not how 20-year-olds act. But we recently have become friends with these other identical twins who are the same age as us. they're fraternal. Oh, well, either way, they're twins and they're the same age as us. And they said that they hit each other and kick each other and get in really intense screaming matches. And so I feel like it's just kind of this twin thing. I'm not saying it's okay, but I just think that the way that we fight sometimes is normal for even adult twins. Yeah, I actually feel like I've talked to a lot of people recently who are adult siblings and they say that they have intense fights, but then they just like get over it and move on. So I don't know, maybe it used to not be normal and now it is, or maybe it's just a theater people thing because they don't play sports, so they don't have anywhere to get their aggression out. Yeah, except I guess they kind of do because if they're playing characters that are angry, then they're getting their aggression out back. I don't believe that acting should be therapy. Well, I know. I'm not saying that. But when you're playing sports, you're not thinking about all of your aggression. It's just like giving you an outlet to run around and kick things and throw things and stuff. So I'm just saying that it maybe helps you to like get your energy out. Yeah, I don't know. But if you fessle, if you're a theater person and you fessle, then you can get your aggression out. Yeah, fessling is thespian wrestling. <laughs> and I am a master pro champion at it. Yeah, yeah, she's so good at it. No, not really, because... That's sarcastic. It's very based on your size. I and strength, and you have neither. I have strength for my size. My um, shoe. My shoe fell off, everyone. Oh, no. Don't worry, I got it back. The way that we fight often now, because we used to fight badly a lot, but now, I mean, we really fight a lot about, like, no, you can do this. No, it's okay. You have your way. No, you can have your way. But we also bicker like old married people. Yeah, we do that a lot. And that's when people are like, stop fighting. And we say, we're not fighting. We're debating because we're not really fighting. We just disagree about something. But it's not where we're angry disagreeing. We're just passionately taking our sides on things. And I feel like when we have those types of conversations with other people, they think that we're being defensive. And so we can't really passionately disagree with people except for each other, you know? Mm -hmm. But we're also like an old married couple because we can't get away from each other. And our idea of fun is like doing stuff at four o'clock in the afternoon, (laughs) working all the time. I'm not sure that's really an old married couple thing. Maybe just like a normal married couple. Yeah. 
for our parents. I just feel like sometimes twins are kind of like married people, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's good because it helps set you up for the future. (laughs) I was listening to people talking about when you're married and how you split up your finances and if you should share a bank account and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if we should share a bank account. Because we I think that would stress us out a lot. I think it would, but we own the same business because I was like, oh, that's so complicated. But then I was thinking it's not as complicated for our parents because they own a business together. They are collectively making the income. And then I was like, well, I guess a lot of our income is from the same source. I mean, I would say like half, but then also a lot of our income goes to the same things because one of us will just go to the grocery store and get groceries for both people or one of us will spend the money on stuff we need for the podcast or gifts because we often do gifts that are from both of us or something like that so I feel like a lot of our income comes and goes to the same places yeah but I also think that I don't know I mean I guess I feel like it's mostly a normal thing for married people to share a bank account but I also feel like it can get really complicated even if you're making the same income because if someone is spending more money than the other person, then that can become stressful. For example, if we shared a bank account, like even though we will buy groceries for both of us, I also feel like I go to the grocery store more than you do and I go through food faster than you do. So then I'd be stressed out that like, oh, I already finished my snacks and Aspen has them. So I can't go buy more because I don't want to spend more on food than she is. Or if we were buying each other birthday presents or something, then I feel like it might be stressful if you're like, oh, well, I don't want to spend too much of their money on <laughs> their present. I don't know. It can get stressful but also I guess if you are married I feel like it makes more sense to do it because also if for example you have kids and you're trying to pay for stuff for your kids then it becomes who's going to pay for this activity who's going to pay for whatever and then I think that would become kind of a source of contention yeah that's a really good point I mean I've always just figured that most married people combine anyway but I do think that kids makes it really difficult unless you had some kind of like you each put in 30% of your paycheck or whatever to your kids fund or something. I also think it's a little bit of your insecurity that you think you spend so much money because I go to the store all the time because I'll just stop in at Trader Joe's or at Target which is near campus and grab something and you will go to the store once every two weeks and stock up and you'll say okay I'm gonna buy these two snacks for the week Whereas I'm like, oh, it's buy five, save a dollar. I'm going to buy 10 things. And then I have this huge stockpile of snacks under my bed that I'm waiting till I finish my bag of goldfish that's already open before I open my new bag. So I think that sometimes to you, it feels like you're spending more even though you're not. Also, I don't think that we should combine bank accounts because then that just plays more into the twins doing everything together thing. I wasn't being serious about it. I don't think that's a good idea. I was just bringing up that that thought that came into my head when I was thinking about us being like a married couple. Yeah, gotcha. But I say an old married couple because I feel like, I don't know, I just imagine crabby old people just sitting around being like, it's too late to go out. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how we are. Sometimes when we try to do fun things, we'll end up just sitting at the kitchen table talking about all the woes of life for three hours. We'll have a business meeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have business meetings a lot. And we schedule our fun. Yeah, that's a very old person. No offense to old people. And not that all old people do this, but I feel like it just makes us 
old people and not college students. Yeah, it makes us feel old. Not that we never can just have spontaneous fun. I don't mean to make us sound like total boring idiots, but, but we don't usually have spontaneous fun. We have to schedule our fun with each other. So especially over the summer, we were trying to fit in fun things and we would have Summer's Twins meetings every week or so because we had to talk about the podcast and talk about stage bugs and talk about our book and whatever else we were working on. We have this master to-do list that we go through on each of our meetings and it has tabs for each thing that we need to talk about. And there's a tab called fun. And so we'll go in and schedule <laughs> times that we're both available when we want to do something fun kind of dorky well it's the only way we can make it happen i know that's what i was gonna say is i know it sounds really stupid but i also think it's really important because people deserve to have fun in life you hear people talking about that a lot of countries people work to live and in america people live to work not everybody and i really admire people who don't that being said i also understand being really fulfilled by your work and so i'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing to want to work and to enjoy work and for that to be a big part of your life but i think you just have to know that there's a possibility to have fun and have fulfillment outside of work. So I feel like people who are so busy with work can get really bogged down by working all the time. And it's always like, well, I'll do this later. Well, I'll do this later. And then you never get to the fun things. And so if you make it a point to look at your schedule and schedule in time for fun or even just schedule in time for yourself, I think that can be really valuable. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on if we're codependent, because I always hear people People talk about codependency. We were watching our favorite new movie the other day, and one of the jokes in it is one of them says, we're not codependent, we're just very dependent on each other. And um, like I said, I always hear people talking about it, but I don't even know that I entirely understand what it means, because then I looked up the definition, and it was saying one person's life revolves around the other one specifically if it's some sort of medical or caretaking situation. But that doesn't match up with the definition that I feel like my understanding of it in society is. Sometimes people act like it's a negative thing and sometimes people act like it's a neutral thing. So anyway, I was just curious your thoughts on codependency. I don't know because I was going to say the same thing that I'm not sure I completely understand what it means because I feel like I hear it used a lot and sometimes when people use it I feel like they are talking about that one person is codependent as in like that's part of their personality and it isn't necessarily related to a single other person but it's more of like a people-pleasing thing that they want other people's approval. I've also used, used it heard. <laughs> I've also heard it used in relation to a, a specific relationship where it's like two people are codependent on each other and my understanding of that is both people have an investment in their relationship that is perhaps beyond a normal amount where like they can't necessarily function without that relationship or without the other person well mm. okay let me look it up i don't want to be saying false information you know the way that you describe that i kind of feel like you are codependent in terms of personality because you're so people pleasing but i don't necessarily feel like we i don't know i i don't know if we can function without each other because i feel like we can but I was also thinking about the other day that my mood on a daily basis is pretty much 95% dependent on your mood. Even when I yeah, don't I see you, 
the way that you interact with me via text or via email, I can be in a totally happy mood. And then you send an angry, annoyed text, not even if you're angry or annoyed at me, just like angry or annoyed at something. And all of a sudden, I am just stressed or annoyed or angry or upset or unhappy. I think it's more so I'm affected when it's your feeling that way towards me. But also sometimes I'll be in a really angry mood and then you're all perky and happy and then I just snap out of it. And so I think that my emotions are very dependent on yours and I can't think of anybody else who affects my mood so much including myself, my parents or my close friends, if they're in a bad mood. I feel like when it's my close friends, I feel bad for them. And when it's my parents, it depends how it manifests. Sometimes I feel bad and sometimes I ignore it or I'm annoyed, but then you and I like talk about it. Uh, (laughs) What? We don't do that ever. No. Cut that out. Yeah. It's so weird to me that the other day, for example, I was so stressed out all morning and then For some reason, you were in a really good mood, and I don't remember why we were talking, but we were. And then I had to fill out this mental health survey from my apartment, because if you filled it out, you got entered into a $500 raffle. Um, So I guess I didn't have to, but I was like, well, I might as well. (laughs) Then you had to, like, rank all of these things about how you're feeling, and I was like, well, I know I was feeling really overwhelmed and really stressed and really anxious 30 minutes ago, but now I just don't. And I didn't really know why, but then I was like, well, I feel like this is entirely because I just talked to Ashley and she was in a good mood and now I'm not in a bad mood anymore, even though my bad mood had nothing to do with anything related to you. I don't remember that happening, but... Well, I didn't say that to you. Well, I know, but I just remember talking to you in the morning any time recently. But no, I understand that because I feel like my mood is partially sometimes dependent on people around me, but I feel like not anywhere close to as much as it is dependent on you if I'm around you. And maybe it's just because I'm around you a lot more than other people, but I feel like if my roommate is angry about something or my best friend is sad about something, I will feel for them, but I don't, it doesn't really affect my having the same emotion. Yeah. But if I'm around you and I'm in a great mood and then you're complaining about how, or not complaining, but talking about how stressed you are or like rattling off all the stuff you have to do or you're angry or something, I feel like it just automatically affects my mood. And like last night on the plane when you said you weren't going to do homework and then you got out your homework and then I got all stressed out and then I was like, I guess I just have to do homework too. Like I feel like we often have that sort of thing in our relationship. You're just so hyper aware of what the other person is doing. Well, I don't mean to say you because I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that you do. I always feel like I have to change what I'm doing. Yeah, but I feel like those are separate things a little bit, hyper-awareness and emotions, because, for example, when I got my homework out and then you got your homework out, that to me, I feel like not necessarily is like, you don't want to be outdone, but you don't want to be slacking off or you don't want to be lesser than. And I feel stressed because I didn't want me doing homework to make you feel like you needed to do homework. And I kind of knew that it was going to, but also I just needed to do it to help my anxiety. And to be honest, all day today, I've been like, even though I wanted to sleep, I'm really glad that I just got that done. It's partly our overthinking this because I have to overthink well, should I do this? Because if I do this, then Ashley's going to get out her homework and then I don't want her to feel like she has to, but I want to do it. And so maybe that's the very definition of codependency. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if that's a common thread among twins 
or if it's worse for us because we work together so much so there's more stress because if one of us is behind I mean I think you know that sometimes when you're really behind then I'm stressed because I don't think you're going to be able to get the things done that I need you to get done and I'm sure you feel the same way about me sometimes or if it's different because we are both chronic overthinkers by blood and so we have to overthink everything well and we're both chronic overachievers yeah that's true like we're not really the type of people to procrastinate work or to not do anything and i feel really guilty if i relax or stop working while you are still working because there must still be something i have to do or it's gonna upset you because we're working on something together and so i should still be working or whatever i don't know i just feel like our whole lives I've had that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I feel guilty to even say this, but there's times where I will want to be done for the night and I mean, it'll be midnight and I'm going to bed in 30 minutes, but I just want to take a half hour break and I will text you and be like, I think I'm going to be done with homework for the night or I think I'm going to be done with editing for the night or whatever and see if you say, yeah, I'm going to be done too. And if you don't, or sometimes you'll be up texting me, asking me questions about something that you're working on. And then I'm like, okay, Ashley's still working. So I need to keep working, which is not a healthy way to think because you usually get up a lot later than I do. And I go to bed a lot earlier than you do so I feel like you're working way late into the night and I'm working early in the morning so we need to stop aligning our time schedules with each other yeah I feel like I always also feel guilty about you getting up earlier than I do but like you said I go to bed later than you so I don't feel like it's really that I'm just like being lazy and sleeping in so much but I read this thing the other day that I thought was kind of interesting because it was about how people who go to bed early and wake up early are always praised for getting up early and taking care of themselves and going to bed earlier and that they're just so productive because they can get up early in the morning but people who stay up late and get up late not always but are often seen as lazier um I don't know I don't even remember the words that they used exactly but it's more of a bad thing because you shouldn't be staying up late you should go to bed earlier and you shouldn't be sleeping in late like sleeping in is often just seen as like a lazy teenager thing to do not that that's necessarily like how everyone acts and I think that we kind of live in a world that runs on a time schedule of getting up earlier in the morning so I think that there are positives to doing that but I also think that everyone just has a different internal clock and way of living and stuff so I think that it is kind of interesting that it's become this thing where it's not a bad thing to go to bed early, but it's a bad thing to sleep in late, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point because I do feel like there's kind of this stigma that the earlier you get up, the more impressive it is. And like I had a professor the other day who told us he gets up at 4.30 every day so he can work out before he goes to work. Someone was like, well, what time do you go to bed? And he was like, anytime between 7.30 and 9.30. Which, I mean, if you're going to bed at 9.30 and you're getting up at 4.30, that's only seven hours of sleep. But if you're going to bed at 7.30, that's nine hours of sleep. Even though I don't get up until 7 or 7.30 most days, I'm going to bed at midnight or 1 o'clock. So I guess I don't even like that I'm saying that because I also feel like there's this big thing that like the less sleep you get the better you are because, I know I think and so I too. think that's terrible because people should be getting enough sleep it's horrible that it's kind of this source of pride that oh I don't get enough sleep not even source of pride because I'm not proud that I don't get sleep but it's like I feel like I need permission to sleep and I feel guilty sleeping if you slept in less than I did or you got less sleep than I did I would be like 
well, something's wrong with me because Ashley has an autoimmune disorder. She needs sleep. I don't. But you're supposed to get seven to nine hours of sleep. So I really hate that people act like not getting enough sleep is a source of pride because it really should not be. Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of like they play it off as it's so horrible and poor them. I mean, I think that there are a lot of people like our parents who genuinely don't get a lot of sleep and it's not on purpose and it's not good for them. But I think especially in my experience and maybe this is just because these are the people that I'm around but amongst like high school and college students I feel like they just think that it's such an accomplishment for them to get less sleep especially like overachieving people and I'm not that I'm not trying to like throw anyone under the bus and I think it's part of just like the society of productivity that you're supposed to just be productive all the time to some people it's not necessarily that they are proud of it or do want to brag about it it's just they feel like they have to say it to get validation because they need to prove themselves that they are working hard and they are worthy of whatever they have accomplished I feel like there's kind of this pressure to have suffered in order to be successful yeah I there's a lot of things I could say about that suffering to be successful but we should talk about that later since you have to go I think that I used to have that idea of I shouldn't sleep a lot and I mean I still do like I feel guilty a lot for sleeping and whatever but I also because of all of my issues I really can't function without a lot of sleep like I just can't exist so I just have to get more sleep and I think that it's kind of changed my perception a little bit and I just I don't even know how people normal people don't sleep that much because I don't really remember what it's like to live in a normal body that functions but I also just feel like I really just can't focus or move or anything if I haven't gotten enough sleep it's really important for people to get more sleep and I don't know why it's looked at as something that you should earn or feel guilty about I wish that there was less of a stigma around getting enough sleep yeah I agree um I'm not sure a hundred percent if this is correct but this article says codependency was originally used to describe addictive behaviors however it's now more widely used to describe imbalanced relationships where one person enables another's unhealthy or even self-destructive tendencies. A codependent relationship is one in which one or both people are experiencing poor mental health, struggling with immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement, and where the relationship dynamic is making things worse. One or both parties can start to neglect other areas of their life to please the other person. Their extreme dedication to this person may cause damage to other important relationships, such as friendships, educational career opportunities, or even everyday responsibilities. So I don't really think we're codependent, except not for, really, except for a little bit of the last part. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A little bit of the last part is like sometimes we take each other into consideration too much when making decisions, but I feel like the nature of our relationship enhances 95% of every aspect of our lives and we're mm-hmm. positively feeding off of each other and working off of each other. I think that we need each other to get through a lot of things. Yeah. But I think it's a mutual dependency and trust and ability to support each other in a positive way, not, yeah. not a parasitic relationship. It's like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. I think that there are a few things in our relationship that are probably not the best. <laughs> um, no. But I think 
that for the most part, we have like a dependency relationship, but not in a bad way. Also, so much of the things that we do are together. And Mm -hmm. so even though we might be like prioritizing each other over other things, each other is also our business partner and all of those other things. So it's not just the relationship. It's also all of these other parts of our lives. Yeah. Well, that was fun. We will talk to you guys next week. I have to go because I'm late. I'm sorry I made you late. Big surprise. It's okay. (laughs) That's another fun thing about being twins is you can always blame stuff on each other. Yeah. Just kidding. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week.